Binge the full week of The Ray Taylor Show ad-free over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. This is The Ray Taylor Show. Welcome to The Ray Taylor Show, where I bring you the reviews on the latest movies and TV shows, as well as classic and foreign films. I'm your host, Ray Taylor, and on this podcast, I'll be talking about all things film and television. Whether you're looking for a new show to binge or want to know if that blockbuster is worth the trip to the theater or just want to hear my thoughts on a classic or foreign film, I've got you covered. So join me every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for new episodes, and let's dive into the world of Til- Tilm and Felkitchen, film and television together. Uh, on this episode, I am talking about The Hunger Games. came out in 2012. This is a movie I have seen. Don't know if I ever reviewed it. But I'm planning on watching the whole franchise, which I have not seen the whole franchise. I have only seen this movie, I believe. I may have seen parts of the second movie. But I have not completed the four film series, which the last two are part one, part two. Regardless, I will be reviewing a new installment in the franchise each week on Wednesday. So next week will be the uh, Hunger Games, Catch Fire, and then Mockingjay Part 1, then Part 2. So... And it just, I want to watch the, it's what I do. I watch uh, franchises. I watch remakes. I watch things. I watch movies by directors. Generally on Wednesdays, I like to follow some kind of category uh, to flesh out what, what's been done in these different categories. And The Hunger Games is on Netflix. So I figured, why not rewatch these movies or watch rewatch this movie and watch the entire franchise and see what's going on with the hunger games uh so this movie written and directed by gary ross co-written by suzanne collins and billy ray uh stars jennifer lawrence uh, obviously stanley tucci woody harrelson among many other actors in this movie uh or this franchise of movies uh the basic plot of this film Uh, Katniss Everdeen voluntarily takes her younger sister's place to participate in the Hunger Games, which is a televised competition in which two teenagers from each of the 12 districts of Pan Am or Pan Am are chosen at random to fight to the death. Battle Royale style, right? I may actually... Watch Battle Royale 1 and 2 after doing this one uh, just because it fits and I haven't watched the first one. I haven't watched Battle Royale forever. Never saw the second one, uh, which clearly this movie is very similar in some ways to Battle Royale. The, I, th- I want to say, Japanese movie. Um, anyway, the Hunger Games overall... Right, except for aside from a few minor nitpicks, I really did enjoy this movie. I probably enjoyed this movie on this rewatch than I did originally when I watched this movie over a decade ago because I had read most of or maybe all of the book that the this movie was based on. Did not finish reading the series of books, but uh, you know, I think watching the movie after having read the book or at least the majority of the book. Uh, I was probably doing a lot of comparing and contrasting between the book and the movie, what was cut out, what was changed, all of those things. And it probably took me out of just enjoying the movie on its own terms. So since I have 
over a decade of distance from the last time I've watched this movie, I did really enjoy it. I have complaints. I will, in the spoiler section of this review, I will list off and talk about all of the issues I have, which there's a handful, but they're not major issues. Overall, I really did enjoy this movie. Right? Um, and, uh, so because of that distance, I really, you know, it's, uh, I enjoyed this movie a lot more, and I'm excited to watch the rest of the movies in this franchise because this movie does a good job at not only being a self-contained story for the most part, but also sets up for what will clearly be the overarching kind of war or battle that seems to be happening, that seems to be started in this movie, the rebellion that is started in this movie is clearly just the beginning for what will probably continue through the entire franchise. So I'm excited to see how that plays out, but also happy to see that this movie does good on just being a self-contained film on its own. If they didn't make the sequels, it, you know, be a little disappointing to not see what happens next, but you know, it's not, uh, it's, it, it strikes a good balance between the two, right? Just a fun action sci-fi, right? This movie has some cool world building, right? You have, uh, despite m some minor issues I have with the kind of sci-fi stuff, which I'll talk about in spoilers, right? And I know these movies are based on a book, so it, it makes sense that they would be well fleshed out kind of worlds. You know, you have, the the sci-fi elements almost like a i mean the the arena that they compete in is is massive very similar in a lot of ways to like a uh truman show except for everybody knows that they are on tv that they are part of this entertainment that is very brutal um but the the technology that exists, the structure of how the society is is set up where you have the people in the capital who are like in this futuristic world wearing futuristic fashions and, and makeups and styles and people who are in the outside districts are living like they're in the 1800s, right? So you have, which in society today, the differences, the gap between the haves and the have-nots is pretty vast. Aside for the fact that a lot of technology is pretty inexpensive. It's it's pretty easy to get a smartphone to get connected to the internet. But even high-speed internet isn't something that everybody can have everywhere in the country. So there are definitely aspects of way of living that are different between the people who have money, who live with, you know, who can afford these high fashion brands and to make themselves up and to own all the coolest technology. And then you still have people who are living simply, uh, maybe not as, as vastly different as they are depicted in this movie, but still this movie does a good job at, at kind of, you know, highlighting those things and the, the many themes that this, these movies discuss and bring up and grapple with, uh, it's very much about the the disparity and in, in differences between the people who have money and the people who don't and how where you live can dictate that and how 
society in many ways does section you off into certain ways of living where it's exceedingly hard to break through that, right? Despite the fact that every billionaire, everybody who has millions of dollars acts like they are some kind of self-made person, the truth is most of them come from wealth. Most of them have families with money and started like way ahead of the game compared to somebody who actually is trying to come up from nothing, right? Like uh, I can mention all the billionaires who their simps just go along with the narrative that they're somehow self-made, that they somehow invented things when the reality is that they, they come from money, they didn't invent anything and they just bought things to make them look like they do things and look like they care and look like they're brilliant. So, I enjoy that aspect of this movie as as one of the themes, you know, kind of shining a light on that that uh, the bullshit that exists between those things. But also, this movie being a PG thirteen film, you know, you have a PG thirteen movie that is doing something that is very similar to Battle Royale, which the idea of kids these are all teenagers that are put into this the Hunger Games. You have all of these teenagers of like, I don't know, it's 12, 13 districts. So there's like 26 people that go half men, half women, boys, girls, and they're killing each other. But it's a PG-13 movie. So you can't actually show explicitly that kids are killing kids with knives and spears and bows and arrows and all kinds of different things. So what you get in this movie is, and which was a very big trend in films of the time, is the shaky cam. You have a lot of shaky cam. So in the action scenes, when things are happening and people are dying, there is a lot of camera movement. Uh, So you don't actually ever really see. It's all implied, which does good to maintain the pg-13 it's the action is still good i it's not absolutely horrible shaky cam i would say the worst example of shaky cam that is just absolutely like so difficult to watch is the first of the star trek remakes the jj abrams star trek movie the camera shakes so much and moves so much and such it's like so hard to just comprehend what you're looking at so much of the time in that movie uh where this it's still fun action still like and i i understand what they're doing right so i would have preferred this movie to be a hard r and to see the visceral nature of what it would be for kids to be killing kids as is depicted in the book as is depicted or hinted at in this movie i mean you know what's happening but you just don't see it right they 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 conveniently don't show a lot of the stuff right so i would have preferred eliminate the shaky cam and just like let's get into this thing and not worry about ratings but we live in a world where things have to be rated and it's sadly movies make more money when they have lower ratings right so anyway you have a story where you have the people in the in the capital clearly villains the people in charge clearly villains right you have the wealthy one percent who use the games to control the people right 
but it's sold to them as like this lottery ticket, this like opportunity for them to be wealthy, which is the same way lottery tickets work, which is the same way like people who grow up in low income, like there's only there's a handful of things that you can do to gain wealth, right? Get into sports, become a professional athlete, get into entertainment, become a singer or uh, an actor, right? There are things that people and there's game shows around that, right? The the you know all of the talent show competition shows are in some ways similar to this. The premise of this movie of these stories, where it's like except, except for like actually killing yourself, you are competing to win the opportunity to become rich overnight and wealthy overnight and in this movie it is sold to all the people as this this opportunity to take pride in your community to take pride in your district with the the opportunity to become wealthy to change your life and your family's life right and in many ways kind of like squid game right where you have people who are financially in trouble going to participate in a games where people die, where the person who survives at the end wins all the money. And it's, you don't really, it's, you don't have the pride aspect of it. It's not a societal thing in order to control society in Squid Game, but very much a similar setup to games. You're playing quote unquote games. These, you're, and the last one to survive gets all the money, this opportunity to change your life, to get out of massive debt, and for these people to get out of living in shacks and living like it's the 1800s, right? Let's take a quick break from this episode because I want to promote, are you looking for a way to take your love of the Ray Taylor show to the next level? Look no further than Inspired Disorder Plus. As a member, you'll get access to a whole host of amazing perks, including the full week of shows, ad-free in both audio and video versions, a live painting archive, early access to the many faces, members-only discounts and deals, a podcast back catalog with over 600 episodes. But that's not all. As a member, you'll get access to my personal blog as well as my creative writing. You'll also get the chance to ask me anything you want. With all of these benefits and more, Inspired Disorder Plus is a must-have for any fan of The Ray Taylor Show. So don't wait. Go sign up now. Head on over to inspireddisorder.com plus and start enjoying all of the amazing perks of the membership. And now, let's get back to the show. And death is the entertainment in this, as is in Squid Game, except for Squid Game is only entertainment for ultra-wealthy, where this is broadcast to everybody in all of the districts. And, you know, you have... This movie also does, like, has a lot of connections and similarities to, like, the influencer culture, which I find interesting, which I'll get into that in a little bit. But this movie also has an interesting kind of... Uh, dynamic when it comes to the relationships involved it's kind of an interesting love triangle that exists in this movie right and uh i love the story about raging against the machine right rebellion going against the status quo finding ways to rebel using their system against them right ultimately setting up what i assume to be the overarching war 
that will be this franchise, right? Katniss versus the elite, right? Katniss versus the capital. This movie's got good action aside from the shaky cam. Uh, as I said, would prefer an R-rated. Like, just give me, just make the action even better. And let's not pretend like these kids aren't killing each other. It's not, let's like, it would be way more impactful. Way more impactful. I don't know how, I mean, they're not using guns. If this movie had guns in it, like, I don't know how you would get this movie released when we live in a reality where kids are literally killing each other in schools constantly. You know, guns are far more protected in this country than like women or kids or anything. Uh, it, it is absolutely insane how the 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 gap in rights that are available in this country between a device specifically designed to end life and humans. Uh, mind blowing. This movie's got good acting, too. I enjoy the acting. Right. There's uh, a lot of interesting character dynamics, as I mentioned before. Uh, whether it's between the different contestants that are competing, the different districts, uh, all of those things, interesting stuff. You have people in the games forming alliances. You have the kind of love, love triangle of sorts, right? But you have the main character who isn't really as invested in the romantic side of it, using it more to play up in order to manipulate the situation in order to save somebody's life playing up a romantic situation that doesn't necessarily exist which is also very interesting for a lead character for a female character in a movie to not be overly concerned with romantic you know entanglements as it were where usually the women in in most films are the ones overly obsessed with romance and love and the male characters are the ones who are plotting and scheming and strategizing and manipulating right so i appreciate that fresh take that new take that you know it's it's switches what we normally see in a very interesting way so i appreciate that but i do want to get into spoilers so for if for whatever reason if you haven't seen The Hunger Games, I'm going to spoil it So, because there's some details I want to talk about, specifically things that uh, some criticisms I have, right? Uh, obviously, I already mentioned the shaky cam, right? There is a training scene which makes everybody kind of seem like they're superhuman, which I didn't like that. I didn't like that they're, these kids are going into this training thing and they're all like really good at something. Right. It, it sets up Katniss and her abilities to shoot a bow and arrow. That makes sense. But like PETA's ability to like throw super heavy objects and to be like super strong. It's like it doesn't fit. It doesn't. I mean, like it. nothing seems very realistic when it comes to that. Everybody almost feels like they have some superpower, which I wish that was a little bit more grounded. Right. But a little heightened. OK, whatever little small nitpick as i said uh you have for whatever reason before the game start a super long countdown from like 50 oh, we're gonna count down and start the games 50 49 48 it is like the most ridiculously long countdown ever kind of funny right you have these alliances that take place kind of a big group of people who aren't really working together necessarily they don't really work well as a team 
and I don't I would I can understand like smaller groups especially like teaming up within your district that makes sense but like the group of people I guess it was probably just only five two couples and then PETA like I, I don't know it just it didn't really make sense and they didn't really work well as a team it was almost like there was a cheering squad and then there was somebody trying to do a thing right but and it was also very lucky in that scene where Katniss gets chased up the tree, right? And the group of people below PETA is, like, helping them out, quote-unquote. And they all fall asleep trying to wait her out under the tree. Very convenient that there was the tracker jackers uh, uh, beehive right above them. Very convenient. Also, very convenient that the one person that was killed by the tracker jackers was also the one person who had the specific weapon that Katniss is excellent at this like carbon fiber, these metal bow and arrow thing, which is cool. Kind of made me want this movie kind of made me want to get into archery. Right. But very convenient how she gets the bow and arrow, which is fine. Like these are just small nitpicks as I'm saying, right? Still overall enjoyed it. Right. The entire time she's decorating the grave after Rue dies, like, I could not help why she's, I mean, obviously it makes sense. It plays into the story how she's able to get respect from the, her, you know, the other person from Rue's district also plays into that inspiring the people of her district to start rioting and rebelling. But I could not help while watching the movie and she's like putting hundreds of different kinds of flowers around Rue's body. I could not help but think like she is in an open field in a contained area where kids are killing each other. And she doesn't seem concerned at all about somebody coming up from behind her and like stab stabbing her with a spear or clubbing her in the head, right? I could not help but things like you need to get out. I was yelling at this like get out. I understand respect all that stuff honoring death. Get that. I understand. But I could not help but think it's like you are putting yourself at undue risk. Right. You are risking your life in this game of death to honor this girl that you barely knew. Granted, she did help you big, but still I couldn't help myself. I'm like, this is this is not a good situation. Right. Then you have PETA, who is, like, the most elaborate makeup artist. First off, the tree textures that he painted on his hand during the training. But then also when he is painted to look like the rocks and moss and stuff. So elaborate. Like, I would have loved this movie. I think it would have made it just better. If they were able to do these things, but in more of a realistic manner, right? Not as like kind of ridiculous. The training montage where everybody's like superhuman abilities and then PETA has these like immaculate painting skills that he learned in doing decorating baked goods. He can somehow do these like super realistic body painting things with prosthetics that come from somewhere just like 
just a little bit too much. Like you're making him look a little bit too superhero-y. He's doing these makeup things a little bit too elaborate. Like if they toned some of that stuff down, just make it. I'm all about like I don't mind thing be, things being heightened on a level, but or explaining his ability to do that in some way. Like he has a device that lasers on paint or something like that. But it's just it it felt kind of like it felt kind of ridiculous, including the magical medicine that just takes his gigantic open wound and heals it up and clears any kind of infections like very magical medicine that exists, which I'm sure that kind of makes sense, I guess. But even still, like you rub a cream on a thing and it's like I would imagine like if they had added more tech to his ability to paint these amazing things or if in the training montage they had some like biomechanical kind of advanced suits that they put on that aren't like bulky necessarily but allow them to have super strength like there's sci-fi elements we were in a sci-fi film there are sci-fi elements that they could have easily added to just make these things plausible on some level minor nitpick minor nitpicks for me right magical medicine you have the moment where they're running away Peta and katniss are running to the cornucopia right and they are unleashing these holographic dogs but they're not holographic like i have a i don't understand how these demon dogs are being spawned it doesn't really make any sense necessarily like i don't understand that technology where they can create these holographic things that actually still have mass right like i guess you know i've been watching a lot of star trek you got like the holodeck in the star trek where things that it, it creates have mass you can touch them you can interact with them so i guess maybe there's something but it's just like i don't know man like if they had just opened up a door and these genetically engineered beasts get released, I would have bought it more than just like, hey, we need to spawn more demon dogs to go chase them, right? I don't know. Just little things that like, oh, like they could have made this like just change a little bit and made it better. But it's like, oh, okay, like in you know, just give me something to make it make sense. And maybe in the books they do. Maybe that's an, uh, an issue in the translation from the books to the movie. And then once they remove the rule of two people being able to survive, right? For a moment, they're like, we need to make this thing more popular, right? They're trying to help calm down the riots that are happening after Rue died, right? And you're seeing Katniss do the three-finger kiss salute thing that's like, oh, we're going to rebel, right? to help stop the riots so like well we need to give them something to root for so let's make it so two people from any district can survive right which would make it force them into making it more of a love story right which katniss plays up one of the things i was questioning like well how many districts are their pairs still around like it is there just is there two is there three how many is like it's, it's like based on how many there are it would really kind of like show how bullshit it all is how just obvious what their move is with them allowing this rule to exist right but then when they take it away at the very end i'm like 
The only reason they did that was to stop riots, but then to give these districts false hope that two people can exist, but then only to take it away, I would think would inspire more riots to see how fraudulent the capital was in pretending to have this giving them false hope that two people from the same district can survive but then taking that away at the last second it's just like it seems like that would just inspire more riots right and would also make it just super transparent on how manipulative the the capital is where the first moves makes them seem sympathetic and this makes it seem even way worse than they were before Let's take a quick break from this episode because I want to talk about, are you looking for the perfect gift for that art lover in your life? Look no further than InspireDisorder.com. Our gift cards can be used to purchase original artwork from the many faces, a collection of over 2,000 original abstract ink portraits. These one-of-a-kind pieces make for a truly unique and meaningful gift. But that's not all. Our gift cards can also be used to purchase high-quality prints and t-shirts featuring these amazing paintings. Plus, if the recipient is a fan of The Ray Taylor Show, they can use the gift card to purchase merchandise from the show as well. So why wait? Head on over to InspireDisorder.com and purchase a gift card today. Your loved one will be sure to appreciate the thought and creativity behind such a unique gift. Thank you for considering InspireDisorder.com for all of your gift needs. And now, back to the show. Right? But then there's stuff. So those are, like, issues I had. There's, like, I, I guess. And maybe those things are fleshed out better in the book. Obviously, you're reading a book. A lot of stuff's happening in your head. So it could just be how they decided to flesh those things out for the movie. Small nitpicks. Overall, like I said, I enjoyed it. But stuff I like. I did like at the end the dual suicide attempt, the kind of Romeo and Juliet thing the, where she uses the rules against them. He found these berries, right? And he's like, oh, well, let's just nobody survive. Let's just do this together, right? Which is for somebody, Katniss, not really having feelings for PETA in the same way he has for her. But her playing those up, really using the situation to manipulate the the overall situation that's happening for her to like be willing to do this Romeo and Juliet dual suicide thing is kind of a massive swing. I mean, she is a badass in this. Jennifer Lawrence, Katniss Everdeen, badass hero, one hundred percent, right? But I like that the kind of oh, let's just kill it, let's just do this. They won't have anything, right? Forcing their hand, getting the upper hand on the capital, forcing them to allow them both to survive after they just took away this bullshit thing and then i love that they the guy the kid who's kind of in charge of this thing with the cool like wispy designed beard they give him those berries to kill himself it's like let's this is what you did you caused this issue right you f you put her in a position for her to get the upper hand on us and now you gotta you gotta eat the berries since they didn't eat the berries you gotta eat these berries i kind of like that right um, it is kind of interesting that you know these people that are chosen to participate once they're chosen and then they're like made to look better like they give like makeovers for them to look better to attract fans to attract sponsors right um 
it really reminds me of like social media influencers in a lot of way, right? You're trying to look better than before, make yourself look unrealistically different than you ever did before to other people, right? In order to gain more fans, to gain more followers, right? In order to get brand deals, to get attract sponsors, right? It really is like, oh, that's so much like how people exist online. Changing who they are in order to attract fans, in order to gain popularity, in order to make money, in order to get benefits from that thing. And in many ways, similar to this movie, metaphorically anyway, you kind of die trying to survive, right? Because I would imagine being an influencer is like such a, a, a thing that can be taken away and that you can lose as easily as you gain uh, is similar to the lives of these kids who have to participate in these Hunger Games. But I kind of enjoyed that, that similarities between being an influencer and then all of a sudden being you know, uh, in the Hunger Games and you're getting a makeover and you're doing these things. to You're being a fake person to try and get it is it's so interesting i also love woody Har harrelson in this how he's like the the former winner who is like brought back to train them but he doesn't really care at first but then warms up to them and really becomes their biggest ally to try and save them right and then even at the end telling katniss that her actions getting the upper hand on the capital at the end probably not a good idea right he is definitely become started off as like very casually not really caring and then at the end like really clearly being the ally that she needs to help guide her and help her survive especially now past the game so i really liked his character in this and uh the love triangle very interesting as i said right you have similar to influencers also influencers dating to build boost each other's numbers right like fake relationships fake collabs in order to boost each other's numbers to combine your followers to both gain from that you have um her feeding him and kissing him and really playing into his emotions despite the fact that Peta's attitude such a bummer this dude is super negative uh like he is so pessimistic the entire time moody and at the same time i feel bad because katniss is clearly playing into his genuine love and affection for her but she doesn't really have that same doesn't necessarily reciprocate that love and affection in the same way but knowing that they are on TV and knowing that they have to gain fans and knowing that part of this is to build up fans and gain attention that starting a relationship. So she knows that she is pretending and manipulating this situation in order to not only save herself, but also to save him. So it's not completely selfish for her playing into this guy's emotions. But at the same time, I can't help with the, can't help the fact that like this guy is going to get he is ha, get he's gaining so much false hope a guy who's already super pessimistic and whenever it comes to which i'm sure in the next step next movie it comes crashing down but whenever it comes crashing down it's going to be 
brutal for him to realize that she was just playing. She wasn't really, didn't really have feelings for him in the same way. Right. But over, like, he's not likable, but for whatever, you know, because of that situation, I couldn't help but, you know, have feelings. I felt bad for the guy. Right. But then even when she finds out that he's been picking the poisonous berries and trying to knock him out of his head, she like clearly cares about the guy. It's not like she just doesn't care, but she clearly like that. She has a friendship. She has a care for this guy. She clearly is doing all this to help him survive, but she doesn't have those romantic feelings, which is seemingly with the guy that's still out in her district that, they set up when she was out going hunting and then he confronts her and they clearly have more of a relationship and just showing that guy's look on his face as she is playing up this thing with PETA during the show and to see his reaction to that it's clear that he is that third apex of the the love triangle that's going on but she doesn't necessarily seem like she is romantically involved with either of them but clearly she has a stronger connection to that guy outside of the games, right? But still cares about PETA, doesn't want him to eat the poisonous stuff, willing to sacrifice her life in order to save both of them. And just like uh, playing Battle Royale in a video game like Fortnite or Call of Duty or whatever, which I love, like watching this movie got me back into playing Call of Duty Mobile, playing the Battle Royale mode. Uh, and just like in that, the game and the Hunger Games, they have they able to manipulate things and able to, Katniss's strategy is just to avoid, and she's like on the outskirts of the arena or whatever to try and stay safe and just to let them kill each other off and just for her to try and survive. And they use fire in order to push them closer together and which happens in those games too where these these arena shrinks forcing you to engage forcing you to right not just hide and wait so kind of an interesting thing right also spawning the beast like clearly they are able to change the rules on the fly whenever they want the game in is pretty rigged in a lot of ways um so we'll see how that kind of plays into it in the, the future films. But overall, this movie made me want to get into archery. This made me start playing video games again. I haven't played for months. Uh, and aside from just a few minor nitpicks, I thought the movie was great. Some fun action moments, an interesting kind of political messaging, rebellion, protests, riots, all these things, the wealth and privilege, trying to control everybody, trying to pacify everybody, selling them on something that is absolutely disgusting as something that they should be proud of, right? Like like in society, in capitalist society, you should be proud of working your life for a company working 40 80 hours like you should take pride in the hard work you do to make somebody else a billionaire right it's kind of interesting um and using the kind of sacrifice these people are being sent to go sacrifice themselves to the gods of the capital right and to use that as entertainment you know convincing people to take pride in the people that participate 
right? Take pride in you're representing your district, right? The same thing they do with people they send off to go fight wars. Like you should take pride in the fact that you're going to help overthrow a government in order for somebody to profit, for somebody to make money. You're not really saving the world. You're just allowing business for people who are extremely wealthy already to get richer. Interesting love dynamic, as I said. Um, the uh, good start, this movie, good start to the franchise, right? Self-contained, but also clearly setting up what's going to be happening in the next three films, right? And I love that being a good person pays off. I love any movie where it's like doing the right thing, being a good person, how that is in turn rewarded in some way, right? Despite how the people, the man in charge, not liking that, right? And saving PETA while also winning yourself, like her ability and also helping Rue, right? And honoring her despite the fact I'm yelling at the screen is like, you are going, you're out in the open, they can just kill you while you're putting flowers around Rue, but clearly, like, her doing that just shows the kind of person he is, she is and just shows, this movie shows how absolutely badass Katniss is as a hero, right? Not only winning, but also saving PETA, who is really not doing himself any favors in this movie. Um, kind of amazing, and it'll just be interesting to see how the fake relationship thing plays out. Also interesting to see how the capital will now respond to the whole thing. And uh, now that Katniss has become kind of the symbol for this rebellion um, and how that has changed the balance of power with the capital. Uh, but yeah, I, I enjoyed the movie. Uh, and I want to thank you all for tuning into this episode of The Ray Taylor. I hope you enjoyed my thoughts on The Hunger Games. Don't forget to tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for new movie reviews and TV show reviews. I will be talking about the next movie in this franchise next Wednesday. And join the conversation on your favorite podcasting app or on YouTube by leaving a comment or a rating. And until next time, I don't know what the, I forget what they say in this movie, and I probably should have wrote it written it down. But for the may the games forever be in your favor. No. Enjoy the show. New episodes of The Ray Taylor Show come out every single day. Subscribe on YouTube and everywhere our podcasts are found. Binge the full week over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. Buy Ray Taylor Show merch over at InspiredDisorder.com. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Peace. Ouch! Today is the day where you wake up and you realize that everything that you've been dreaming about, everything that you've been wanting, every goal and wish and hope that you've ever had can become real. Dreams can come true. What you manifest in your mind, you can bring to reality.